This is for the rule breakers, the rebels, those who aren't afraid to shake up the status quo. If you're living your life your way, or if you're not, but like listening to people who are, this podcast is for you. It's never too late to learn how to ruin your own reputation. Welcome to How to Ruin Your Own Reputation, the show where I talk to people who have either chosen unusual careers or are living lifestyles that some people just don't quite understand, and they're doing it unapologetically. I really believe that even though the details of our stories are unique to us, there are often common themes that run through them that we can connect with if we're willing to listen to other people's stories. Today, before I introduce my guest, I'm going to ask you a question. Think about this. What would you do if your partner came home one day and said that they wanted to have sex with someone else? I know what I did. <laughs> and our guest today is going to tell us what she did when her husband of decades did just that. Gail Lynn is a relationship expert, and she specializes in non-traditional relationships. And uh, we're going to talk about that. And who knows, maybe you'll get some new ideas to spice up your life. So let's just dive right in. Hello, Gail. Hello, thank you for having me. I'm very excited for this conversation. And I have to say that in prepping, I put it out to social media and asked people if they had any questions. And a lot of people are very interested in oh, this topic. Very yes. good. You know, yes. I, th- I really think for me, what I'm seeing, the trend that I'm seeing is it's it's becoming more and more popular. Like there was even a, a on Fox News, they were talking about polyamory. They had a whole bit that they did and brought in two different couples to talk about it. So, you know, that's national. It's getting a lot of national attention. So I'm excited because, you know, people are just realizing that they get to design a relationship that they really want. And I think that's, that's confusing for people too. It's not just the fact that we've been conditioned to believe that one way is the right way. But when you say open marriage, for example, it means so many things to different people. There's so many different ways to do it. And I want to, I want to get into all that, but first I think it's important for us to talk about, just jump right into the crux of the whole thing and tell us what happened with you, because you didn't, you didn't just decide I'm going to be an expert on this. You became an expert. I did. I went the hero's journey path and (laughs) decided, okay, let's, let's see where this is going to go. Um, Yeah. So just like you said in your intro, you know, my husband came to me after uh, being together for decades and said that he wanted to have sex with somebody else. And he had never been with another woman, never, never in person seen another naked woman, you know, so he saw his wild oats when he was younger. And, you know, that, however, when he came to me and just the kind of the way he said it, I started to feel, you know, like there was something wrong with me, uh, that I wasn't good enough. And then of course, you know, unconsciously, I didn't realize it at the point at that time, but it was also, I knew my safety and security, like my nest was at risk right now. Cause what mm-hmm. if he wants to leave me for another one? Like I didn't understand where any of this was going to go. And so I did, I freaked out. I went to my closet, I shut the door (laughs) and I cried and Mm. screamed because I just didn't know what was going on. It it just totally took me by surprise. 
And so how, I was going to say, how old was he at the time? You said he'd never been with anyone else, but you were together for a really long time. Yeah, he was in his 40s. So he was, let's see, it would be probably 47, 48. Okay. Okay. So All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> and so I did take a look, but you know what, for me, the first thing I did was I really did take a look at what was going on in our relationship. And I was tuned out. And one of the reasons was, is because we had a son that was a heroin addict. Mm. And so I was in mommy bird mode, kind of shut down, you know, taking the sleeping pills at night. So of course, you know, there's not going to be any sexy time. So there's that aspect of it that was just going on in our relationship. Like I was dealing with the stress of our son by not having sex. And he was dealing with it by wanting more sex because that's how he would get his release. And that's a common thing between, you know, the differences between men and women. And it's, you know, it's just what it was. It was what was happening in our lives. And so we both had to kind of take responsibility for an ownership of what was going on personally, let alone between the marriage. And so what I did is I, I got off the sleeping pills and I said, okay, let's figure this out. And the first thing that we did was actually amp the intimacy up between the two of us. And we did that by starting to do like orgasmic meditation, which allowed me to get more in touch with my body and just in tune with uh, what my body was saying, what it desired. And it actually just opened that sexual door back open for me. I think I've heard of that. Is that like a clitoral stimulation that can yeah. be done with, through clothing and it doesn't necessarily be to sex? Is that what that exactly. is? It's not sexual. It is purely a, a meditative type practice that you do for about 15 minutes where a man has all his clothes on. Uh, the woman keeps her top on, you know, only takes her bottoms off. And she just lays mm. there while he rubs the clip really, really softly for like 12, 15 minutes. And uh, what it does is it really starts connecting you to your body as a woman. Wow. And starts to, you start to feel that orgasmic feel and, it, and starting to realize that, you know, orgasms, you know, a lot of women think that, uh, okay, they're happy they've had an orgasm. Well, that orgasm might've been like a one. Mm-hmm. And they don't really realize, well, and then they right. have one that's better and they think that's a two. <laughs> they don't realize they could go to 10. <laughs> right. So, mm-hmm. so it's, yeah, it, it's really getting back in touch with your body. And another reason why I really like that kind of thing is because it's not a vibrator mm-hmm. and, and you're really getting in touch with the nerves that are in the left side of your clit, which is there's tons and tons of nerves there. And you're, you're, getting that good physical stimulation where a vibrator is going to kind of deaden, deaden your nerves a little bit. So just a, a thing to keep in mind for everybody out there. A little tip. <laughs> you know, I gotta, I gotta tell you, not only is it obviously does it have benefits for you, but I, I gotta think that it's got to make your husband feel like a bit of a God that yeah. he's able to, because I mean, listen, the jokes can go on forever about that. They need a roadmap to just even, find the clip so I mean the fact that yeah the fact that he's able to to know exactly how to please you like that I mean he's got it it had to build his confidence it did as well as yours 
It did, especially he could really be able to like see what was happening in my body and, and mm. which translated back into the, into the bedroom and back into our sex life, which started to increase that, which was fantastic. You know, we had probably started to engage in uh, more sex than we had for years because, you know, you just, when you're married for that long, you kind of same old, same old. And, you know, a lot of people don't spice it up and then they just kind of like lose that part of their, their marriage or their lives. It's, it's not fun. <laughs> right. You, you stop seeing yourself as the sexual beings that you were maybe before you came into the relationship and you take on the other sort of responsible adult roles. Yeah. What's interesting to me though, is that, okay, so you my mother used to say all the time to me that if there's a problem in the bedroom, that means there's a problem outside the bedroom and that you got to figure out what that is. So you did that. You figured out, okay, so there wasn't a lot of sex going on because you had all these other issues. And and I don't know, I think it's amazing that you, instead of taking that, that feeling that you had of, of feeling, oh, I'm not enough. You kind of went, well, wait a second, what can I do? Mm-hmm. And you did what needed to do. Cause obviously you, you loved each other and you wanted yes. to, yeah, yeah. but here's my question. Okay, so told you he wanted to have sex with someone else. You amped up the sex. Now you're having fantastic sex, but it didn't end there. You still, right. So no, he came back. Okay, but that's the thing. Did he go, did he think to himself, all right, well, now I really, I now I really know what I'm doing. Like, did he want to try that? Did he want to test drive that on someone else now? Maybe. And he did. So how did that conversation happen again? And how did you feel about it? And I want to know that. Well, you know, because he came, well, he came back to me again and I'm like, okay, I can see this isn't going to go away. And so what are your choices? You know, some women are just like, get out. I don't want to see you anymore. I'm done. Or there's the other thing of saying, okay, well, what can we do? You know, we still have all this other stuff, the family, the business, all this different things. Why don't we see what we can do? And so the, the thing that really helped us is we went and did some sacred sexuality training because it's, it's, it, and it was called the Kodoshka and it was a workshop. So it was like a four day week workshop. And during this time, you know, you're not in there having sex with a bunch of people or anything like that, but you are learning a lot about your body, about sex, about different relationships. And you do do some intimacy exercises where you are nude or you can choose not to be, but most people are going to choose. But what it did is it gave us this like playground in a way where we were able to be with other partners. So how many people were in a group at a time? Uh, Well, usually it's one-on-one. And, but you're do- and with different people though. But, but we, we did okay. it with different people. So I did each okay. exercise with a different guy and then he did a different one with a different woman. And my okay. we are in this big room. We can see right. each other across the way. Right. And so it's going to start triggering, you know, the jealousy type stuff that's going to come up. And for, I, it was interesting because for me, I just think I have like this natural way of having compersion which is just like, you're okay, you're happy to see your your lover, your guy, your friend, whatever, happy. And mm. especially in a sexual content. Okay, so yeah. wow, that was, mm-hmm. it was almost natural for me uh, as far as the whole sex and him, seeing him with other women. It really like, oh yeah, she's prettier than me, but she hasn't had three kids, you know? I, 
for me, I was actually going through my own process of being able to accept my own body because, you know, I did have three kids and they stretched me to pieces. Mm -hmm. And so for me, one of the things that came up around like having sex with other people was, oh my God, my body. Right. And I'm not big or anything like that. I'm this short little thing. And, um, but you know, they still like, I had a C-section scar and, you know, just different things like that. And, but you know, when I was in there and every man that I was with told me how much he adored my body. And when you hear, it's one thing to hear it from your husband, that they've been with you forever. Of course, they're going to say that, but to hear it over and over and over again, all of a sudden this thing clicks in where you're like, oh, oh, okay. And then you start having this way of, you start accepting your own body. Like I started to accept who I was, Mm -hmm. you know, scars and all. And uh, just that beautiful piece that all of this brought to me was so powerful because it gave me so much more confidence as a woman to really be able to be who I am and to accept who I am and this body that I chose to be in on this human experience. So now, when he so when he came to you, so he didn't. It wasn't that he had just to clarify. It wasn't that he had someone specific in mind that he wanted to have sex with. He just really wanted an ex- the experience of being with with someone else. Yeah, right. There, I mean, he definitely, of course, was interested, or you know, out of our friend group, there were some interests that he had. You know, was same thing okay. when he brought it to me. I'm like, okay, I'm looking around here. You know. <laughs> Yeah, well, that was going to be my question was, so when you, when you did kind of branch out and we'll get into that, did you do it at the same time? Like it wasn't just you saying, okay, do what you got to do. You, you said, okay, well, if we're going to do this, let's open it up together. We did. So by the time we were done with that workshop, we were like really like looking at everything that had happened and everything we learned. And we're like, let's we made the choice. We opened our relationship up and we really just sat down and said, okay, we're going to give each other permission to see other people. And so we did, uh, very slowly. And that's mm-hmm. what I always recommend in these situations. When you want to do this, don't jump too fast, really sit down, have the conversations. Um, what, where we kind of went in loops is I call these communication circles as we kept talking about it and talking and talking and talking. And so as a coach, now I know, okay, people need much more uh, effective communication. They need active listening. They need reflection. And we're not taught to have those communication skills. And so through our process of doing all of this, we actually started to go to different seminars and different things to learn these skills so we could get off the communication circles because it was becoming a part-time job. I'm like, okay, four hours a day does not work for me. I have to get some things done. (laughs) I'm just just talking about it. You're talking talking about it. Oh my God. But you know, there's... There's a lot that comes with opening, you know, like what agreements are you going to have? Who can you see? How often do you want to see him? When, okay, is it going to be hierarchical? Is it, I mean, there's all kinds of ways, right, that you can do this. And so we finally got to the point where um, I ended up actually seeing somebody first before him. Go figure. Of course. Of course. Uh, I'm not surprised. Uh (laughs) I mean, at this point, he's like, you've lapped me. (laughs) (laughs) 
it, it is easier. It is easier. It is easier as a woman. I've found that out yes. much, much easier. Yes. So I, I feel the pain of, of the guys. I can, I can just see it. So, yeah. And but how, did, how did you meet them? Uh, I actually, some of them were from the workshop. And okay. then just, you know, from friends that were also kind of in the same thing, you know, were polyamorous, uh, you know, those were people that we also actually met with and talked about, you know, because we wanted to feel it out and hear from other people what their experiences were. And so I actually ended up uh, seeing a guy for quite a while that ha had a lot of experience in polyamory and, and in an open relationship. And I learned so much about myself. Like every single person that I've been with, the mirror of what was going on in my life and who I am, I couldn't have gotten that from my husband. It was mm. completely different. Like I showed up differently because they would bring something else out. Which makes sense. It actually, yeah. especially because you got, how old were you when you met your husband? Oh gosh, we got married when he was 17 and I was 18. Oh, okay. So, well, that's the thing. So you, you grew up together, but you, we did. I absolutely believe if you're in, and I'm not saying it's not okay to be in one relationship, but, but if you're in this long-term forever, there isn't much room to grow or evolve or change because nothing is changing that there's, there's nothing yeah. coming at you to change. So I, I totally get that. That makes, that makes a lot of sense. The thing is, from what I learned about polyamory is it's more relationships, whereas it with is. open relationships, it's more sex without Sexual. the emotions. Yes. Okay. And I'll just say, just as a side note. I'm listening to all the work you did uh, before you did it, which is very adult and very responsible and makes a lot of sense. I think that one of the downfalls in my situation was that there was about, you said, what was it, four hours a day of communication environment? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think we had about four minutes one time and uh, and that was it. And and it 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 didn't go well. It, it was messy. Um, yeah. And it but can I think, be, I think, it's still messy. Yeah. It, it can still right. be messy because you're dealing with more personalities and, you know, all of the belief systems, those are some of the strongest things, you know, especially for us, we were in fundamental Christian church for years mm. and years and years. I mean, we had started um, kind of exploring other ways and other ways of looking at religion and God and the universe. And so we were actually kind of uh, deconstructing all of that at the same time, this is all happening. Of course. Did you? Did you try different types of open relationships before? Did you think about the polyamory? Did you try open? Did you do the swinging? Did well, you try different things? We did. Well, we started and we just went open pretty much. Um, but then it kind of got to the point where, okay, I'm dating this guy. I'm starting to get the emotional co connection. Then, you know, all three of us would get together and then it became more of a polyamory type thing. So it just kind of naturally kind of flowed into right. polyamory because, you know, you do start getting those emotional attachments. Um, and then Dave actually, my, who was my husband, um, he actually ended up going to Los Angeles to work with somebody to do a documentary. He ended up being there for a year and a half. And so cool. I only saw him uh, every few months, really. And so um, I actually my boyfriend actually moved in with me during that time period. <laughs> and, and so, so then, so then we're like, it's really poly ish right. at this time, you know, but um, just, I want to just say though too, because it, it, somebody can listening, 
can be listening to this and saying, okay, so they kind of broke up, but that's not what it, it is possible to, or maybe I'm wrong, but you, you said earlier that you have this thing, this ability to not be jealous, to actually be happy when somebody you care about is happy. I think that's kind of rare. Um, I know that again, in my situation, I was never jealous when he was with other people, but that, that wasn't great. You know what I mean? I don't think we felt jealousy because I didn't, I don't think we cared enough to, um, be, you know, to be jealous. We, we liked each other, but I don't, I don't, it, it, it wasn't that, you know? Um, but so when you're saying, even though there was distance between you, you still had a connection. Oh yeah. We husband, still right? talked every day. We still, you know, I mean, we're in business together. We're, you know, we had our video production business. So of course we're still in contact all the time. We've got kids, you know, all kinds. But of you're stuff. not, you're not married anymore. You, you're we not married anymore. Actually, okay. we just, we um, actually chose to uh, get a divorce. Um, and one of the reasons was, is it kind of, it kind of, we're still really good friends. In fact, we'll go swinging together. Like we still will do those kind of things. So, I mean, that's how much, you know, we are still very much in our lives. We're still in business together. Uh, it was really a choice for us. It, it was almost like a spiritual choice because mm -hmm. we did get married kind of out of shame and guilt because we had so much of it from the church because we mm -hmm. had sex before we got married. Mm -hmm. And we really you know, like his parents, um, not my family, but his family, uh, really like put the shame and the guilt on us, you know, right. and then, and then we just felt so guilty. We were like, okay, well, we have to get married now. Mm. And so after looking through and starting to deconstruct all of this and the different belief systems that are out there, uh, we were like, well, what would it be like if we just like took a break? And, uh, and, and so we just, we decided to get the divorce to really break that whole idea of the shame and guilt of getting married. We know, it sounds, I know it sounds crazy. It's not like I, we hated each other or anything like that. He really wanted, uh, some good freedom to be able to go and do some different projects and, and travel and do different things with the documentaries that he was doing. And I was kind of like wanted to go experience my own stuff. And so we did. Well, to so me, we again, each other. Well, I think, I think what people confuse all the time are long relationships with good relationships. And I think that people think that just because you get married at 20 and you stay married till death do you part, that that's a good relationship. And that isn't necessarily the case. It Whereas to me, just listening it sounds like your marriage was unbelievably successful because you got married super young. You were supportive of each other. He was able to come to you with something that was, especially from your background, which could have been so outlandish. You listened to each other. You tried things and you loved each other enough to know that you've reached, you've, you've learned as much as you could for each other. You've evolved yeah. as much as you can. And now you cared about each other enough to let each other go and continue to grow. And I don't exactly. think a lot of people do that. I think Fear keeps them in relationships that aren't great. It does. Fear, and their fear of being alone, fear of what other people are going to say, fear of so many things. And also, I, I know when it came to the end of my marriage, I, I had lost so much of who I was. I remember a therapist saying, you're you're like a puddle of nothing. I had to really figure out who I was again. So, But I, I, I knew that I wanted to start over. But so many people would be like, well, I don't know who I am anymore. So I, I better just 
say where, so I think, I think that it's very easy for people to judge a relationship that seems so different than theirs and different than they were taught is okay. But to me, all I'm hearing is that you started out as friendship. You had this, a really powerful relationship and, and, and you still have this friendship. How could that be anything but successful? It is. I view it very successful. And a lot of people are like, I can't believe you guys are still friends like that. And I'm like, why not? Why not? Because it is. I mean, I'm, it, it's just like you said, you know, I was, I was losing myself in who I was because both of us were, because we were so intertwined. And so now it's like this opportunity to, to learn more about who we are authentically without right. that that super tied in piece of us, that enmeshment that we had, that codependency that we had and being able to really function in more of an interdependent way and still being able to support each other in that, it's, it's beautiful. I think when it comes to opening up the marriage in any way, I would think that communication is the number one thing that needs to be good, right? I mean, there's gotta be, because I know that I found you can draw certain lines. You can say, and tell me, if, tell me if I'm wrong with this. If you're going into, whether it's a swinging, we did the swinging thing. We go into that kind of situation where you can say, okay, we can lay down certain boundaries or certain, certain rules. But I think there's only so much you could control. You, you can't really control another person. You can't control. If you, once you start bringing other people in, you cannot control what's going to happen. And you no. can't control your feelings because you don't know what they're going to be, your partner's feelings, or the other people that you bring in. You don't, you're, you have to, I think you have to be willing to accept that you can understand only to a point. And then you have to realize that you, you don't know what's going to be. You're agreeing to open a door and you don't know exactly what's going to be on the other side. And there's got to be that, I don't know, an acceptance or just a belief that better that than not knowing. Well, yeah, I, you know, I think for, I mean, there is, there's going to be all kinds of stuff that's going to come up. It will at some point in somewhere, you know, and people don't realize it's going to come up. Even if you're trying to be monogamous, it's still going to come up. Right. It might not look in a relationship or in the bedroom, but it's still going to come up. Right. And so what we have to realize is, you know, those are all really precious moments. If you think about it, I call it, you know, it's a trigger of some kind that's actually moving you to take a look at yourself to say, okay, where am I at with all of this? And what is causing me to react like that? So for me, I'm like, never waste a trigger because Mm. those are actually jewels to help us to become a better person, to um, learn more about ourselves. And why are we acting that way? What is at the root of it? You know, it's just like, uh, because communication and jealousy are the, the big ones, right? And so like for me, for jealousy, it comes in layers. It's like a big onion, right? You kind of peel one off. What's the first piece? And and the first one might just be um, belief systems, like the cultural, religious, family beliefs that you're supposed to be married to one woman, be monogamous. All of that, okay, is a belief system. And now you're kind of going against that belief system, which is going to kind of bring some stuff like you know, like how to ruin your reputation, right? You feel like I was a good girl. Now I might be viewed as a bad girl. Yep. Right. So you're like, so that kind of stuff starts coming up. So when those things come up, 
or you know maybe something is happening in the bedroom that's a little bit on the you know different side Mm -hmm. And again, you're going to have stuff that comes up inside of you. Like, what is all of this about? So actually taking those, those are jewels for yourself to really take a look, take a look and, and then be able to discuss it with your partner. That's the biggest thing is being mm -hmm. able to come back after something like that happens and really being able to openly discuss it so that you can move forward or choose differently. What what's, what's, I keep thinking about when you're saying that it's what amazes me is that we have such a oh, this this feeling is not even the right word but these feelings around sex sex is no matter what it is it's taboo no matter how you do it unless you're well, married to the same person in the bedroom missionary whatever um, but there's such a taboo around it that when you think about it there are people who will be afraid to talk to their partners about wanting whatever they want. Mm -hmm. So they'll cheat. Yes. And to me, it's the lying, but the lying and the cheating should be what we're kind of going <gasps> around and not the sex. But there's more of a darkness and a, and a dirtiness, a dirtiness around sex than there is about the lying. And I think that that is what is so absolutely messed up uh, yeah, about, you're right. about the whole thing. Yeah. No. Because I think that, that's, go ahead. No, go ahead. Yeah. Because, it, well, it's like you said, the sex, right? Okay. I can cheat and go out and maybe have a drink without you. And I didn't tell you, it, but it's a drink. It's not sex. Right. Right. It's a totally, it, and it, you know, people have it in their minds all kind of backwards sometimes. And let's change that. That's why we're having these conversations is so we can, you know, allow people to really look at things differently and view them differently so they can have more freedom in their lives. That's what it's about is really having freedom to make choices. And when you can openly communicate about this stuff, it's going to provide the freedom. And when you can start getting the layers of jealousy down to that core where that freedom is at, it's huge. People have a different life. You know, it's just like when I go down to a lifestyle club and you talk to all of these different swingers that are there, do you know that they have some of the happiest marriages out there? Because they are communicating. You have to when you're doing something like this if you're in polyamory if you have an open relationship mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. are going to be communicating and if you're not it's not going to last oh a hundred percent it's funny because i was talking about this with another guest about how one thing i discovered in the swinging kind of lifestyle was there are more rules and there is more communication but there's a lot of respect and there were two things that i thought were interesting one was that uh, a lot of the people that we met there a lot of the couples had gotten into it because the women wanted to be with other women and yeah. it was a way for the husband to feel included. Not and not to say that he was included in when they were being intimate, but there they were there. There was it was something what they were doing together, and he got to be look at other women. And uh, but again, it wasn't the woman saying I have to choose. You know, she's saying I I love my marriage, but I I have these other desires. And it was them coming to this understanding and this way to do it. The other thing is, I, and this was a very long time ago. We're going back like almost twenty years, but I will never forget this couple that I met there who were kind of like the, they ruled the roost kind of thing. Uh -huh. And one thing I remember about them is that they had a rule, which was, it didn't matter 
who they were with during the night, how many people they'd been with. At the end of the night, didn't matter how tired they were, they always ended the night being intimate with each other. And it was their, that was their thing. And their thing was, because we, at the end of everything, doesn't matter what went on, we want to look at each other and know you're it for me. And I thought yes. that is so, I didn't yeah. have that, but I thought that is, that's really cool. You know, and to a lot of people that's like, what? <laughs> but it, to me, I thought it was, I thought it was great. Like no, I thought it's, it's sort of really brilliant. strong. Yeah. Yeah. I, we would do that. We would go out. It was so funny. This is, we finally had to tell our kids because we'd be going out on dates, but taking separate cars. <laughs> oh, right. Wow. Mm -hmm. uh, but anytime we did, we always came back and reconnected in that way, you know, just really being with each other, not only, you know, sexually talking about it, you know, uh, and that's what made the difference. It wasn't, oh, I don't want to hear, don't tell me, you know, and some people are like that and it works for them. I don't know how long it's going to work for them. Um, it's that secrecy thing. Like that's it's a secrecy thing. It's, that's the thing that feels, I, that's the thing I would have a harder time with. Yeah. I have, not I, knowing, I would need to know, and then I can deal with that. But then not knowing, one thing I just have to say, because it's making me laugh when you talk about having to tell your kids. When I was doing it back when I was married, I, my kids were very, very little, so they didn't know. But what makes me, what I'm thinking about is how <laughs> we would, the babysitter would come and I would have to like, I felt like a kid going to school and like changing their clothes. I'd like be wearing whatever I was wearing to go to the club and I'd be, have to like put on something really respectful over it, say goodbye to the kids, go to the <laughs> change. <laughs> and then before you get back, change back, you know, the baby, so the babysitter wouldn't know. I mean, it was like, you know, it's like the school oh, girl, like put other clothes in the backpack. Hilarious. Yeah, I know we have, well, at, at our local club here, it's called the hive in Mesa. And there's so many people that do that. They have all their clothes and then they have their dress. They put on over mm -hmm. top so they can just take it off. And then we have like lockers where they can go put their clothes and, and stuff. So, so. I mean, it's, I, but it's fun. I mean, I, I have to say, I mean, if, in my bucket talk about where it, it wasn't the greatest experience for me, but I will say that there were times that it was like that we did have fun and that we, we did go out my ex-husband and I as friends. And there wasn't, a, it, it was very different than your situation and it couldn't have lasted. And there was a control issue, but, but there was, I will say there were aspects to it that I thought were great. And I remember thinking at one point, how does, like, why doesn't every couple do this? This is a way to, have sex with other people, which is fun, yeah, and not be cheating. Like I thought, exactly. Like, why doesn't everyone do that? It just it. <laughs> well, it makes sense. Think about how much it spices up the bedroom because you get into a groove, right? And you do the same positions and you do that, unless you're like really trying to be conscious about it. But even then, it's different. You know, different vaginas, different penises. <laughs> You know, they're different and they feel different and, and you might react differently. And it's just another way to enjoy your life. Really? It's, yeah, and you, and, and you, said you know, too. puts it as this bad thing. It's like, it's not people. Yeah. And, and you said it, you said it earlier too. It's seeing yourself through somebody else's yes. eyes. I mean, there is something endless and I'm not saying, yes, we have to love ourselves and, and, and but there's, yes. there yes. is something, you know, that that it's exciting to be with somebody new and have them go hot damn, you know, and, and to 
And like you said, it brings out different, different people will bring out different things in you. That was actually a question that somebody um, on social media asked me to ask, which was, were there things that you learned about each other once you opened things up that you didn't know about each other in the 30 or so years that you had been together before you opened things up? Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely, definitely. Just, I mean, even like how we show up in the bedroom, how we show up to each other in life. Like mm-hmm. we really started to show up differently for each other through all of this because it, it, you know, again, the communication piece and, and finding out who we were and what was, you know, what happened during those different experiences, it, it brought a dis- different deep level to our relationship for sure. I guess when you could really show somebody who you are, you know, I think that that's, there's no greater connection than that. I think now when people come to you, one thing I've always heard is you can't open up a marriage to save a marriage. Um, so yeah. do people come to you and that's their goal? It's it's not a good relationship, but they're thinking maybe if we open things up. Yes. And so it's not advisable. It's not something to really fix it. Okay. It's let's find out what's going on first that's wrong. And then once we can get down to the root of what's going on there, then we can come back and we can revisit the opening part. Yeah, it's like having a baby to save your marriage. Right, right. It's no different. It's a bad idea. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Because it it does bring out different, it's it's going, jealousy is one thing. Timing, like I know, like you had said, that it's easier for women. So there could be. Is it, it's, it's, <laughs> you want to go out with a bunch, you can go, go out every night and be busy if you wanted to, but then, oh, yeah. and that's, that's going to be a tough thing too, is balancing, because you have to, yeah. you still have to think about their ego and eh, it's, it's, it's still a balancing act with, you know, relationships. and more communication, <laughs> more communication yeah. to really, you know, discuss that, like, okay, how often, and, you know, because you, it, it, if you spend too much time with other people, then why are you even together? Right. Oh, you know what I'm thinking too is tough. I know that um, if just on even regular apps, there'll be people who will put that they are ethically non-monogamous. And then you're like, does your partner know that? Because oftentimes that's not the case. And I would think that you'd have to be very careful with somebody that you're getting, because even though you're honest, you have to be very careful that the people that you're with are all, I would think, I mean, maybe some people don't yeah. care about well, that. And and I mean, trust me, I've done this many times. I've been on the apps. I've done this. <laughs> right. And I, I really start probing and uh, a lot of times I'll say, can I talk to your wife? Mm. You know, and uh, in a lot of my circles, because it's so ethical, uh, there will be a discussion with the other partner. Right. before before anything moves forward. So that's always one way to handle it is, I mean, if you want to find out if it's true or not, just say, okay, can I have a conversation with your wife <laughs> or so husband, funny. you know, because it can, it can go both ways. Um, or there's the thing where, you know, are you going to choose to just trust that this person is telling you the truth? You know, because a lot of, a lot of them will, will say, well, you know, my, my wife is okay. I've got a hall pass. Um, you know, and she doesn't want to know. She just doesn't want to know. I have a hall pass, you know, yeah. and that's yeah. that can be a huge red flag for sure. Right. Because do they really? Yeah, and where where does that come from? Is it a hall pass? It's like fine, just do it. 
I just don't want to hear about it. And then it's, just, you don't want to get in the middle. I would think you don't want to get in the middle of anyone's messiness. Like that's the last thing. <laughs> it's totally the last thing you want to do. It is not fun. But now, now here's an interesting one. See, I had somebody contact me through one of my apps um, and she's like, Hey, I'm looking for somebody for my husband when he comes to town. And uh, hmm. I was just wondering, you know, if you would be interested. So she's actually the one going out and vetting the women before he even gets to him. So was she looking for a date? Was she looking for sex? Was she looking for more? Yeah, for somebody when, because her husband comes out to my area frequently. Okay. So she was like, it would, you know, just looking for somebody that he can enjoy and go out and have fun with and, and while he's here and she's doing it. And I have one of my, one of my partners will vet for, uh, he has a primary that he lives with and he'll vet for her all the time. He'll, he'll look at the guy, look at his profile. Oftentimes he'll meet him first, talk to him first, then they can move forward. Wow. Well, what yeah. did you do though? You didn't tell us. Did you? Oh, well, I, I don't know yet. I'm still. Oh, oh I don't know. This is new. Oh, this is new. new. Oh, okay. But now you're going to have to come back so we can, we can find out. What, so, <laughs> so that's, and that was through an app? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know that I could be in an open relationship. I also don't know that I could ever be in a monogamous relationship again. So I, <laughs> I know, I'm kind of in this no man's land because I, I do think, here's my thing. I, I wonder if, and I was talking about this with a friend earlier, I wonder if, if people were told that they could cheat and with the absolute uh, reassurance that they would never get caught if they would do it. And I really believe that a lot of people. I think a lot of would, people would. Would. And yeah. so that's when you have to wonder, okay, so then why cheat? If you want something else and it's normal. And that, look, it's also normal to be very happy with your partner. And everybody is attracted to other people. Like that's a whole other thing. And that's fine. I'm not saying that everybody wants to be, not everyone is super sexual, but I just think sex is fun. And, you know, especially if you are somebody who does enjoy it, just that. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that, that it, we are so limited and I think it's fear, it's, it's fear-based and it's, it's very fear-based. It's, it's insecurity, based. but I, and communication, it's my thing is it would be so sad if both partners would be willing to maybe open things up, but you're so afraid to even mention it because you're afraid the other person will be so offended. And I think in a good relationship, you should be able to well, you bring up be able to talk about anything, right? So if it's a good relationship. Though, I'm just thinking, do you have people who come to you though? So what if somebody does say to their partner, okay, I'd like to open things up. And they're, they're saying, I absolutely 100% do not want to do that. Then it's a difficult situation. I'm sure you've had people... Well, um, yeah. with that. See, well, even that when somebody is coming to me, like, let's say they want to, you know, start exploring into opening the relationship and kind of moving forward in all of it. The first thing I'm going to do is make sure both of them really want to do it. That they are authentically like one of, because a lot of times, you know, and even, and there's going to be a little bit of that, you know, a little bit of, because there's always compromise in a relationship, right? Mm-hmm. Um but really making sure you authentically want to do this. Like you authentically want to open the relationship. You authentically want to go swinging and be in the lifestyle. 
And you're not just doing it to make your partner happy because that's really codependency. Mm -hmm. So sometimes we need to unravel the codependency, find out what you authentically really do want. And it takes a place of being vulnerable enough to say what you authentically want, you know, because then when we can be honest, be authentic, be vulnerable, now we get to choose from a completely different space right. than just trying to manage the other person's feelings, which is codependency, right? And, and maybe can... they choose not to. And right. that's okay. Because now we get to choose from a different space. Mm. Stay together. Do we not stay together? Right. And there shouldn't be guilt on either side. You should never feel forced to my thing is I don't think you should ever feel feel guilty about not wanting anything sexual, but then yeah. also not feeling guilty if you do. I, I exactly. think that it's it's important to I, I think it's important to match somewhat uh, on on that level. I think one thing I just want to say because again, from my experience, the other reason why I would think um, it's very important to to really be in a stable place as much as you can be before even attempting this. So there was the the wanting, making sure you want to do it, not doing it for the other person. I think in, in my case, it wasn't even that. It's I wasn't in a good place with myself. And I think it was me looking for validation and that wasn't healthy. And I think if, because I was a very sexual person. And like I said, once I was in it, there are things that I really did like and felt. But I also was not in a stable place for myself and and looking to be validated. And then I wasn't getting that at home. So, okay, I'm going to look for it from other men. That wasn't the best place either. So I think if somebody, my, my non-professional <laughs> opinion is that if you're going to do something like this, know that it's something that you're not doing just for your partner that you want to do, but also know that you're in a good place and you're doing it from a place where you are stable you do love yourself you do have good self-worth is important and yes. then oh my god once you have a great foundation then i mean it's it's yeah. a playground like why not life yeah, is exactly. hard if you can find stuff you like yeah do it, it it's a play it is it, it's you can cut be very liberated it's just it's very liberating to be in that kind of space um and you know it's personal work it's self-development and we're all on that journey, whether we realize it or not, something is going to bring it to you. It might be a sickness. It might be your husband coming to you, wanting to have sex. It might be something going on with your kid. All of that is pushing us to really become more whole in our own self. Mm -hmm. It, this is just another Avenue that if you take it and look at it, that's all it's doing is wanting to bring you to more freedom in your life. And if you're not hurting anyone, you're not hurting yourself and everything's consensual and it brings you joy, do it. Why, Why not? not do it? Just do um, it. One more question that somebody, somebody had asked um, for that you go, which was, when did you, like you said, you, you eventually told your kids, is this something that, well, I would think, well, now it's what you do kind of for a limit, yeah. but when did you tell everyone and, and did you get people who were kind of like oh, did you lose any friends when you came out with them uh, yeah definitely definitely mm. good uh and <laughs> it was kind of one of those things like I had a boyfriend and we were with my family and my husband happened to mention to my sister that I had a boyfriend why why did you just do that? Wow. And so then my family ended up finding out. 
And uh, so then that was another piece of personal work for me, of right. me being me authentically, like, you know, because you talk about how to ruin a, a reputation. I was the good little girl. Now I'm not looked at as the good we all? girl anymore. We, we all I am now forced to be authentically me. <laughs> and even with what I do in my coaching, you know, it's like, no, this is who I am. And I still sometimes every once in a while, those old belief systems will come up and just like, oh, oh, you're bad girl. No, I'm not a bad girl. <laughs> Talk to myself. Unless you, unless you want to be. There's times when it's exactly. totally okay to be the bad girl. We all started off as like good girls. I think the good yeah. girls make the best bad girls. Um, you know, I always believe that if we're willing to be open and vulnerable with our kids, they're going to learn from us. Mm. If we're hiding it, why are we hiding it? Why are we ashamed? You know, what is the belief system out there that is keeping us from actually being able to share and allow our kids to learn? That's what I would challenge. Take a look at why you're not doing it. What is it you're protecting them from? Because if you feel there's nothing wrong with it, then why? That's right. That's sh that's what it comes down to shame, right? If you're not ashamed, nobody can shame you if you're not ashamed. And exactly yeah. that's a, that's a, that's why I released my book and started this podcast. Absolutely, take stuff out of the shadows. If it's in the dark and in the shadows, it seems wrong. It, but when it, you bring it out into the light, then you realize, oh, okay, it's yeah. not so bad. Your it can actually be used from there. Mm -hmm. They they can choose. Do they want to be monogamous? Do they want to have an open relationship? They see the choices. Exactly. And that's really what it comes down to, right? Making a choice for yourself. For the ego for good, uh, just tell people how they can reach you if they yeah. want more information. So my relationship is relationshipsevolving.com because relationships are always evolving. So think mm -hmm. of it that way. Um, I'm on Facebook. You can always friend me under Gail Lynn. Uh, I also have a Facebook page that says Relationships Evolving with Gail Lynn. So you can always do that. And I'm always posting all the podcasts and different stuff on there. Um, you can always contact me through Messenger. Uh, my email is gail, G-A-Y-L-E, at relationshipsevolving.com. You can always send me an email and connect with me that way, too. And I'm on Instagram, um, Relationships Evolving. Perfect. And I'm going to have that all in the show notes, too, so everyone can. Yeah. And I do have, I have a freebie that I, I have, uh, you can find it through my website, uh, but it's freebie.relationshipsevolving.com and it's a PDF on open relationships along with three videos that I created oh. to just give some more information. And it touches a lot of, about what we said and talked about, but just kind of condenses it down a little bit. No, that's great. Cause I feel like this could be a conversation that can go on forever because there's so many aspects to it that are. Oh, yeah. Like I said, you know, very, very interesting and constantly evolving. So it's constant question brings a more brings another question, yeah. brings another brings another question. So I'm so grateful that you were here. Thank you so much for for talking to me. I know we're going to get a lot of questions after and uh, be sending people your way for more information. But Perfect. thanks for thanks for it. being here and talking with us. Today. Oh, you. you're so welcome. So much fun. I really enjoyed it. Great. So I'm going to say goodbye and thanks for listening and i will see you all next week happy ruining your own reputation don't forget to subscribe to how to ruin your own reputation available now everywhere you get your podcasts